you would like to turn with me, our scripture text this morning is taking, taken from the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, and I will be reading verses 1 through 18. And uh, I believe that's on page 331 in your pew Bibles. Is that right? Is that correct? Anybody turn to it there? Well, it's around there somewhere. I feel like we're all sleepy today, having lost that uh, extra hour. Maybe it's just me, but uh, I'll try and stay awake for my sermon. <laughs> Anyhow, let's pray before we begin. Lord, we do pray that you would awaken us, that you would move us to respond and be responsive to your precious holy word. We thank you for the inspiration your Holy Spirit, upon your holy word. We pray that that same Spirit might illuminate our hearts and minds, bring to light the truth to to feed our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua, chapter 1, the word of the Lord. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. And from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it, to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua offered the ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here and go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you? The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. 
But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. The word of the Lord. I'd like to share a story from Max Lucado's book, Unshakable Hope, the basis for our Lenten church-wide study and our small group study, our sermon series going on right now. And by the way, I left some some more Max Lucado books for you if you would like to grab one on the way out there on the table out in the narthex. Um, I'm slowly sharing my library with whoever wants to read them and I know Max is such a great author, and you may want to grab one first come, first serve out there. And also some scripture cards are out there. This story by Max. The 60-year-old body of Timothy Henry Gray was found under a Wyoming overpass two days after Christmas in 2012. There was no sign of foul play, no indication of a crime or mischief. A homeless cowboy who had died of hypothermia. Gray was a victim of bad breaks and bad luck. Except for this detail, he stood to inherit millions of dollars. Gray's great-grandfather was a wealthy copper, copper miner, railroad builder, and the founder of a small Nevada town you might have heard of, Las Vegas. His fortune had passed down to his daughter, Eugette. She died in 2011 at the age of 104. Eugette left a $300 million fortune. At the time of Gray's death, the execution of the will was tied up in court. As things turned out, the man found dead under the railroad pass, wasn't poor after all. He may have been worth as much as $19 million. How does this heir to a fortune die like a pauper? Surely Timothy Gray knew his family history. Was he in touch with his great aunt? Did it ever occur to him to investigate a potential inheritance? It would occur to me, I would camp on the doorstep of my dear great aunt, I would turn over every stone and read every document, wouldn't you? 
We make it our aim to access our inheritance, wouldn't we? But do we? Let's talk about yours. Glistening in the jewel box of God's promises to you is a guarantee of your inheritance. You are an heir, an heir of God, and co-heir with Christ. Romans eight seventeen. You aren't merely a slave, servant, or even saint of God. No, you're a child of God. You have legal right to the family business and fortune of heaven. The will has been executed. The courts have been satisfied. Your spiritual account is fully funded. He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1.3 You have everything you need to be everything God desires. Let me say that again. You have everything you need to be everything God desires. Divine resources have been deposited in you. This morning I want to follow that theme. Building our lives on the promises of God, we have unshakable hope. We're looking at seven of the promises in God's Word that come from a promise-making, promise-keeping God who is always faithful to His Word. And the promise we're focusing on today is Romans 8.17. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Let's say that together. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. One more time. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. That's good news. Let's take a tip from Joshua and the Israelites in that reading I just gave you. Heirs of God. The legacies of Moses and Joshua are spelled out here in our text. Imagine Joshua. Consider the daunting task that Joshua was called to do to step in Moses' footsteps, to fill the shoes of this great leader, Moses. Moses was a hard act to follow. Moses, who freed the people from Egyptian bondage, from the the pharaohs in Egypt, who parted the Red Sea by the power of God, fed the people manna in the wilderness by the power of God, received the Ten Commandments from the hand of God, led Israel up to the Jordan River just on the verge of the promised land, Twice, actually. The first time they got it wrong and ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And now in this story, they're back again at the Jordan. But as we read, as we think about Joshua, God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people go and look at all the promises actually in this passage. We're only focusing on the inheritance for our purposes today. But over and over again, God says to Joshua, As I was with Moses, 
so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. One of my favorite promises in the Bible. I quote that over and over again to myself and to others. God says to us today, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be strong and courageous. Four times in these 18 verses, the exhortation, be strong and courageous, and that comes down to us today. Friends, let us be encouraged. Let us be strong and courageous, for God goes with us wherever we go. Consider the promises of God in this passage. To Joshua, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them, verse 6. Notice, God is giving the people the land, the promised land. Yes, they had to enter in and possess it, just like our salvation. God gives us the free gift of eternal life, the free gift of a promised inheritance. But we have to, by faith, receive it. Same parallel. Again, verse 5, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And in verse 7, Wherever you go, I will be with you. I will go with you. I love this one. In verse, the latter part of verse 5, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Not Josh, uh, Jericho. Remember Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. The walls came a-tumbling down. That great story. God did that. All the walled cities of Canaan, Ai, and so forth. And again, verse 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. All these promises, all these promises are true because the one who gave these promises are true. Israel's inheritance. Verse 1, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you. Verse 3, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised to do, as I promised Moses. Verse 6, lead these people to inherit the land I swore to give them, to give them. Therefore, the promised land is a grant, a gift, a legacy from the divine hand, from God to his children, to his people. Consider the implications of that for us today. God gives us a new identity and an inheritance. First of all, consider and live into your identity as a child of God. That's huge. A child of God this day. You remember how Jesus said to his disciples, And to all of this, yet to all who received him, to all who believed in his name, he gave the right, he gave the power to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent or of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. If you believe and receive, 
You have a new name written down in glory, a new identity in Christ. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation with a new identity. But there is an if, there is a condition. If you believe, if you receive, your inheritance is a free gift of God. But you need to receive it. And that means that your identity includes being a kid's, a king's kid, a child of God. Think about it. Of the king of kings and lord of lords. Princes and princesses of the king. I love to see kids dress up, boys as superheroes, Girls as Disney princesses, not just Halloween, but you see them like to make-believe and dress up. But this is no make-believe. They they come as Snow White, Cinderella, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Mulan, Moana. Well, ladies, you are princesses of the king in the kingdom of God. Men, you were princesses, princes. And it's no more fantasy or fairy tale like the prince and the pauper. Wow. We are adopted, if we trust in Christ, into God's family to be his son or daughter, heirs with royal status, regal standing, as you read in Romans 8.14. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Hmm. Really? Let that sink in. Realize that in your identity. Who am I? We, we ask that all through our lives. As we get ready to retire, for example, what will I be if I'm not a pastor? Who am I? I am a son of the living God. Okay, let me finish that scripture. All who were led by the Spirit of God are children of God, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again, again to fear. You have received the spirit of adoption. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Wow. Co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may share in his glory. Max again writes, you are not simply a slave servant or saint of God. No, you are a son or daughter. You have legal right to the family business and fortune of heaven. The will has been executed. The courts have been satisfied. Your spiritual account has been funded. The Bible says that Jesus is your older brother and God is your loving father. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, Jesus is Lord and master, but there's also a sense biblically that he is your older brother. But what are you, but are you living like it? Are you living as a prince or a princess? Or do you hesitate to approach God 
with your struggles because you fear he's too busy or distracted to help you? If so, know this, you will never exhaust God's resources. You will never cause the heavenly well to run dry. You will never be turned away or ignored. Understand your place in the family. You come to God not as a stranger, but as an heir, an heir of the promise. You can therefore approach God's throne as a child of the king with full confidence. Do you believe that? So live in the reality of your new identity as a son or daughter of the king. Let this truth, this promise, define how you see yourself today. Build your life. Feel the unshakable hope. And live as a king's kid as you build your life on the promises of God. No matter what your life's circumstances, no matter what your life's circumstances, hear this. No matter how the world treats you, hear this. This is who you are, a child of the one true king. Believe it, receive it, stand in it, stand on it, walk in it. And believe conceive and receive God's royal inheritance according to that new identity. This is not some health and wealth prosperity gospel. Don't misunderstand me. There are many preachers that are preaching health and wealth prosperity, worldly, earthly riches, even more consequential, even more substantial, even more substance than all that we might own. It's the real, lasting, eternal, spiritual wealth. Things of this earth will rust, rot, perhaps be stolen and fade away. Things of heaven, then and now, last forever. Yes, we look for the great by and by. We thank God for the inheritance of eternal life. That's the foundation for all of our hope. Salvation in His name. This rock-solid hope of glory. Sealed by the Spirit, the deposit, the down payment of what is to come. The Spirit and the gifts are ours, plus the fruit of the Holy Spirit in this life as part of that guarantee, that deposit. Here, Max, one more time. Need more patience? It's yours. Need more joy? Ask for it. Running out of wisdom? God has plenty. Put in your order. Your father is rich. Here, First Chronicles 29, verse 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. You will never exhaust his resources. At no time does he wave away your prayer with, come back tomorrow. I'm tired and weary depleted. God is affluent 
wealthy in love, abundant in hope, overflowing in wisdom. No eye has seen, no ear has has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 If your imagination is too timid to understand God's dream for you, He stands with you on the eastern shore of the Jordan River. He gestures at the expanse of Canaan, the promised land, and he tells you what he told Joshua. Be strong and courageous, for this is your inheritance. One of my favorite passages, as I like to, well, you, you probably know that I like to sign off my letters or my Facebook postings, blessings abound, blessings always, and I'm often thinking of this passage in Ephesians chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us to be adopted as His children through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure and power in Christ. Brothers and sisters, the promised land awaits for God's children. Will you believe it? Will you receive it? Will you enter into the full blessings promised to King's kids today? Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, and that more abundantly. Well, maybe just a little bit. No, abundantly. Whoa. No matter what challenges and struggles we face in this life, for such moments God gives us this promise. We are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. That's a promise you can stand on today. Stand strong and be very courageous on God's promises. One more time, in the message translation, hear Romans 8, 15. The resurrection, this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, Father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. Believe and receive the identity that you have today, the inheritance that you have today, and forever. 
remember, and repeat, as we do every week. I am building my life on the promises of God because His Word is unbreakable. My hope is unshakable. I do not stand on the promises of life or the pain of life. I stand on the great and precious promises of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You and praise You for all of Your many blessings that You love to lavish upon us. We thank You for this great and unshakable hope standing on the promise that You have made us to be Your children as we trust in You. Help us to grasp, to grab onto the legacy of Christ in our lives as we live out of our inheritance today and eternally. In Jesus' name, amen.